0: I'm depressed. <laughs> nah, it's just... I guess I'm kind of thinking about my old girlfriend, you know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, we were together about three years, and... Uh, sometimes when I get on stage, I kind of think about her, because, uh, you know, she'd travel with me, and then I'd be up here performing, and I could hear her laugh, you know. It kind of meant something to me, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess I kind of miss her. <laughs> And, uh, she's not living anymore, so I... (laughs) You think that's funny or (laughs) something? I guess I kind of blame myself for her death. Um, We were at a party one night, and uh, we weren't getting along. We were fighting, and she began to drink. And she ran out to the car. I followed her out and I guess I didn't realize how much she'd been drinking. She asked me to drive her home, and I refused. We argued a little bit further. She asked me once again, Would you please drive me home? I didn't want to, so I shot her. (laughs) (laughs) Let
1: me shotgun.
0: (laughs) Cut her right now.
2: Comedy on vinyl. This week we're discussing Steve Martin. Let's get small. With me, as uh, semi usual now, is Mike Preister. Hello, hello. And Jeremy Guskin. Howdy out there. Alrighty. So, yeah, let's talk about one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. I've heard this one! Yay! A <laughs> frame
3: of reference, ladies <laughs> <Yeah>. and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: Uh, now, Steve Martin, as I understand it, was a regular cast member on Saturday Night no, Live. No, yes, no. he
3: absolutely was. Uh, he uh, did uh, the, the Dark Side with NatX, right. for those of you who don't right. know. That and was he, his. He actually
2: founded uh, The Groundlings. And he did that. Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, so oh, great. dear. See, I thought out. I understood. Yes. See, get well, it. <laughs> See what I'm doing here is I'm playing a little game with everyone. <laughs> um, I first heard it because it was in my parents' collection, and... They made me listen to it, and that was fine. That was a good thing, because it was the first real absurd thing I got to listen to. I probably heard this before I ever saw Monty Python, actually. Really? Just, just, I, I saw a lot of things out of order. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I probably heard this before I, I saw any Monty Python. and this is, What year is this one? Is it? Oh. I'm, I'm an idiot. It's I guess 78? To, yeah. I thought I was it was like that. 77 or 78, if I recall.
4: 77. 77. Right. There it uh,
2: is. Star Trek. Yes. Star Wars. God damn it. Did I say Star, Star Wars. Wars. Trek? I'm oh, sorry. I apologize. Nerd I apologize. alert. <laughs> I, know. I know. Anyway. Uh, I don't know how this relates to Star Wars. <laughs> Except they
4: came out the same year. Yeah, Man. that's all I
2: got. That is all I got. <laughs> I
4: think that's all there is, actually. Yeah, it. Which It's right. a little weird to mm-hmm. think about in some ways, too. But, mm-hmm. well, I guess maybe He's... not as much. Maybe uh, those old Star Wars don't seem so cool to anybody besides us old people anymore.
3: Maybe.
2: Anyway, so. I, I know they don't to, to the students,
3: um, actually, scary. I don't think they exist because the old Star Wars are now new and yeah. have them
2: have different things and
3: Wampas running around. Uh, with <laughs> Darth Vader yelling. Yes, <laughs> and and uh, Jabba the Hut in in the first yeah. movie, yes. just uh-huh. just there. It's, what a great scene, isn't it? It's yeah, great. It's, really so fr- it's even it's so even glad they added that. It's even mm-hmm. better when Han Solo digitally walks over, over his, his digital tail. tail. I have That's to tell hilarious. you that it never looks weird. Nope, and, <laughs> and it's always funny. Yeah. Oh. and enhances yeah. the narrative. Oh,
2: it's it's the biggest laugh moment <laughs> in the film. Clearly, I agree, you know, and uh, yeah. So, uh, how about you guys? First time you heard it? Uh,
3: well, the first time I saw Steve Martin in in Star Wars was, uh-huh. was a revelation. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> he um, was C three PO, right? No, it's it's actually funny you should mention that because I'm I'm kind of the opposite on this one. Uh-huh. Uh, I came to this a little bit later. Uh-huh. I because I, I remember seeing some stuff, uh, some of his stand up and just clips and then going back to have to watch it and right. i remember uh, listening to this album a little bit after the fact uh and i think this was i came to this one after i saw bill cosby himself and a couple uh-huh. of the other classics and uh this was again one of those revelations like really this this can be stand up comedy too yeah. well, this is yeah. this is awesome mm-hmm. yeah. in fact this is more awesome than the stuff i've been listening to right right this should all be like this and then of course if it was all like this it would be not absurd. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, not even that. It would be a debacle. Right, it
4: yeah. really, like, right. It. So true. Um. I, uh, I am such an old man uh, that I was in high school. <laughs> ah. And somebody, I can't remember, oh, I, although I do remember Bill Hazel, a friend of mine, uh, said, Some, "Do you somebody said, do you mind if I spoke? And he goes, no. Do you mind if I fart? And I <laughs> laughed. I, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. He goes, oh, so that's Steve Martin. I said, ooh, Uh oh, you have to hear this. And we either went, either they had it, or we went out and bought it, like, within minutes, and I just sat there listening to this, you know, album, probably over and over again, because it was the same realization, I think, that you guys had, that there was this absurd absurdness about him that, again, I had never heard before. I'm sure they were out there. I'm sure there were people doing it, but he was the one who brought it to the mainstream. And it was so, and and the the thing, you know, I think maybe... uh, he had already been on Saturday Night Live at that time. Is uh-huh. it possible when this came out? Yeah, um, he was. I
2: think he was on the. First I guess season. because
4: I remember my friend Bill also like kind of demonstrating what he was doing when he said, "Let's get small." Oh, so he's like oh, oh, he's actually put he's doing, his, put his put bit. hands up in see, the that's air. So and stuff. nice. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. To have a little bit of a visual. To know. I'm serious. Because if you're listening to "Let's," listen. I'm going to get small. You know, and mm. people doing. You have no clue. You hear the audience laughing, yeah. but when you see him, right. Doing the bit, and my friend was telling me that he like he like does this with the like he pretends like he's holding a a, a, a steering wheel, you know, that's a big awesome. giant steering wheel. <laughs> right, or stuff,
3: it's that? So. I think that the first time I ever saw somebody do that was uh, George Carlin's bit when he went driving. I think it was Carlin on campus when he had things he hates when he's driving. was uh-huh. Any four foot woman in a Cadillac. And he did and he did basically <laughs> right. the same move, right. and it was just the just he uh, knuckles, you know, like that's yeah. it, <laughs> floating on the steering wheel. That's it, and he did the yeah. And I remember just how funny a visual that
2: was, but yeah, I've never seen any of this visually, which is bad did
4: you do a search did you, mm-hmm. I thought no about, I, I didn't I do a, heavy do a search. youtube search because i thought oh, I, bet I bet how there's some of this on here i was just think, thinking i should have done a little look around to see what they had because i think a, a lot of this was on you know saturday night live you yeah. would do it at different points and stuff so
2: it's weird that a guy can do a whole album again that that is i i i think it's well crafted as like as much as it sounds he's so good at making it sound like he's pulling the whole thing out of his ass um, yeah, but like yeah, it's no <laughs> it, that you can do an album and like half of it he's still playing that character of oh I, hi I'm famous you're paying to see me isn't that funny <laughs> you know that, that's so much of it but it doesn't come across as crass like it's not a he originated uh, I don't know no people can do that character now and it's not funny anymore
3: well I mean it's just I I think there's there's kind of <laughs> You know, it's, it's hard when you are good and you can make a reference to it you know like it's alright because Steve Martin even back then yeah. you know like he wasn't throwing it in your face he was like I am a big movie star and right. I mean like he was full aware he's from Los Angeles he knows that yeah. there are always going to be bigger stars than of him course. so it's always a little tongue in cheek which is why is he's able to get away with it so well you know, and, and again, you know, when you see later people start to do it, it just comes across as just sort of smug and mean. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, like, he never came across as smug or mean. It was no. always, like, you could laugh along with him, even when he was hosting uh, this, uh, the Academy Awards. Uh-huh. You know, you know and he's making fun of those people. It's like, you know, everyone at home is thinking the same thing. We're all gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and he, and he drops it. And, and, again, I think this, and I, I hate to harp on, you know, the same stuff over and over again, but it's probably... Because all of these genius guys have the same stuff in common. But it was like when I was talking about the Richard Pryor thing, he's he almost transcends the stand-up comedy on stage and is just a great comedic actor. Right. Sure. Because, again, all these bits are immaculately crafted and it still looks like he's pulling it out of his ass. Yep. Even when he does that... Um, uh, uh, the the holiday wish monologue right. I had one wish for this holiday right. season right. and it starts out just so wonderful yeah. and heartwarming and you know it's Steve Martin and you know it's not gonna stay there <laughs> yeah. but he plays it so well you're just like yes I'm at the hearth and I'm listening to him speak and Please, you know, be be wistful, Steve. It's it's even when he sings the song at the end. Oh yeah, you know, and, and the first verse is absolutely wonderful. And you could think his grandmother made this up, <laughs> and then you realize it's the early uh, mid seventies, mm-hmm. yep. and yep. Uh, and that's not going to stay that way. Hey, mind if I smoke?
1: <laughs> I say, I
0: don't know. Do you mind if I fart? <laughs>
1: one of my habits.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got a special section for me on airplanes now. Uh,
4: I think, and again, talking about you know where, where bits go to. I have this picture in my head of Michael Scott on the office dropping an excuse me on somebody and just you know yeah. turn a punch bowl. There, there you it's go. Like. What? You know, people just were like, really? You know, although no, they, <laughs> I, think, I think somebody made fun of them doing, oh no, or, or it was the British one when they were doing was Up and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, they're doing yeah, they, did, what's did Up. Like goes, oh, really? Eight years ago, you still have to do
2: that one, huh? <laughs> so you got to love it. White but, people doing yeah, outdated yeah, 90s yeah. slang. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. I didn't, uh, on a side note, I didn't realize his hair was still dark at this point, unless he was Well, dark. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he went yeah. great quick.
4: He turned silver. My guess is that's a die job because I think it was pretty early on. He was yeah. he was going yeah, the Yeah. The whole silver thing going and all, too, so... Yeah. I've
2: seen footage of him, of him on the Smothers Brothers and his hair is still dark, but again, maybe he was uh-huh. died then, too. I don't yeah, know. exactly. I mean, again... He I mean, was young then, too, so, I mean, so it happened early.
3: Yeah, and I mean, let, let's let's be honest, Hollywood magic, I believe George Burns died with a full head of hair, <laughs> if you'd like to actually believe <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, sure. no, that you can go ahead and believe that yes. if you'd like. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but you no know, no I think... And another thing I love about this album is you can... Totally see the jerk throughout yeah. the entire, yeah. Thing. Yeah. and yeah. I love that because so many comedians turn their material into something into right. a TV show, sure. into a movie, into whatever it is, and oftentimes it will work, and even more times it will not. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But to to have so many great little iconic lines in this yeah. album literally jump right into the movie, and I it's born a poor black child, <laughs> and there it is, you know, literally there it is, Fucking you know, line. it's. It's I
2: think I'd seen The Jerk before I'd ever heard this, so I was like, oh, I get what that's going to become. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I do, too. I think I
4: saw it sequence in that way, too. Well, he, uh, you know, there's there's the bit in The Jerk, the, the, the cat juggling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> With him
3: playing yes, the, the South that, American right, juggler. Right. I just love that bad mustache.
4: And, you know, it's like cats have a theme sometimes every now and then. Oh, did, sure. Did he do the cat polisher? Is that the... But oh, you know, um, I mean, oh no! An electric dog polish. Electric dog polish. I pulisher. think that's yeah. That's what it okay, but he talked about is. giving his cat a bath, wasn't right, it? Right, yeah, giving yeah. the cat you know, a bath. like yes. one of his uh, pets of choice or whatever that he likes to incorporate as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and and that's what I love about him is that you know he can talk about political stuff and it's in no way political right you know he is he doesn't want to associate with any of that crap he'll bring up nixon and has no position it's just like you know what (laughs) nixon came out with a banjo and just like (laughs) you know what guys everything's okay (laughs) and you're like you know what that would have done it for him and i love that because it doesn't matter which side he's on it's just a great little stupid weird observation yeah
2: that's it I, I, and listening to this whole thing, it's just so it's it's in no way a surprise that he picked comedy, but the fact that he can do so many goddamn things so well because he is a great banjo player, and that that does help carry it. He's just an entertainer. He's a pure entertainer. That's yeah. a great word to use. You right. know, there's 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 a lot of Marx Brothers humor in there. Oh, there's absolutely. a lot of I mean, like it, it's it's everything that ever influenced him is in there. I think the only thing we're missing is the magic because he was a big magic guy too. Right. Well, you can you, oh, you can, can see he, on the cover. Well, it's yeah. not even that
3: you can hear him blowing up uh, right. a balloon blowing animal. Up that oh, yeah. balloon at one yeah. point. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. You know, you hear him doing some bad tap dancing at yep. another point. You know, he does all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you
4: know, he has this reputation as kind of being a smart guy and a, a, like a worldly man, too, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, playwright. And, you know, sometimes for me, some some of those things don't work, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. Me sure too, but... You know, but, uh, and, 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 like, there's movies that I just, uh, um, you know, are absolutely enamored with the jerk and, and, sure. and Roxanne is like really one of my all time favorite movies as yep. well
3: and and uh, not and brilliant because he's so smart yeah. you know like to yeah. take Cyrano to Bergerac and update yeah. as a ballsy thing yeah. anyway but then yeah. to make it actually fucking yeah. work and on then, top of it and, and yeah. then
4: I remember seeing some interviews with him at the time and he was taking around saying I want to do an updated version of Cyrano and people like what what do you mean Ooh. who yeah. uh, like it was like the first guy who kind of got it was the one who bought it and stuff right. but then there's, a, there's there's this times where there's this Steve Martin who does kind of like uh I don't know it just doesn't hit me at all you know I mean you know even as an actor and stuff too Mm. you know I mean he's always Steve Martin you know you know he's not making any stretches or anything but I think he does understand like what a good script is and, and you know he knows you know what Basically where a movie's, you know, going to be good and all. Um,
3: you know, it's interesting some of the takes he took. You know, the dead men don't wear plaid, which... Oh, which I love. Well, well he, it's it's not a great movie. But again, you know, for, for trying something. Because again, for its day. no
4: one would Bold. even yeah, attempt exactly. to make this movie. Exactly. I think sure. you had to be Steve Martin in Hollywood. And, and, and was it Carl Reiner? Oh, yeah. I think Carl Reiner yeah. directed yeah. and stuff, too. Well, he also you know, play because he plays... Because nobody now the, would the want to try book. it. And also, it's no, no. not like... You know, now with digital... You know, it's so much easier to do the things that they wanted to do, that they really busted their ass hard to match, to integrate things and match scenes and make you know dialogue go with each other and stuff too. Movies, half the movies I had never seen. You know, obviously at the time. You know, and since although one thing it did make me want to go out and see those movies. You know, it was you know, and it was it was there. But you know, it's interesting to to see him. Like he's so funny on this album. And, you know, and and there are movies where he's funny, but he is presentational. There's no, there's not a real subtlety, although I see these interviews with him. There was some kind of a special, I remember once, where they just kind of followed him around with a camera. Do you remember Uh, seeing this thing uh, where, and he was, he's so hilarious in his everyday life because he's just walking around, he has a comment, and he's so fast and sees this and says something. And I just laugh my ass off all the time. And I kind of wish. I could get that subtle Steve Martin too to really kind of. I have this feeling in front of a camera, he feels like he has to push out there and stuff or something yeah. to be, you know, he doesn't want to be uninteresting. But to me, he's a, such an interesting person. I know and so hilarious. I would watch it. Yeah, you know?
3: I, I, I to be honest with you, I hadn't even really thought of that, but I think I think you're absolutely correct, and I th- and and it just sort of popped into my head. I believe maybe he's aware of that now yeah. as he's getting older because when I watch interviews with him on, on the Daily Show or whatever it is, when he was talking about his band and the new and the music album and everything else, you can almost see that there's he's making that concerted effort to not be the wild and <laughs> right. crazy guy right. anymore. And yeah. he is being much more demure, right. you know, and, and being the older statesman. And yeah. and I still think he's got that sort yeah. of manic you know, like gasoline powered turtleneck sweater in him yeah, you know okay. i I think he's he's always ready to go with it. But you know, again, you know, as you get older and sensibilities change, you know, he does write more, you know, just straight up, right. the, you know, dramatic fiction right. as opposed to the comedic fiction. Sure. Even as is his, uh, his last autobiography, uh-huh. it's not as anecdotal and sort of off the wall mm-hmm. as you think his. Which was the most recent one? Is that um, Born Standing Up or Born, standing, that Born up? standing Up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read that. Yet. Um, and a, a great read, you know. Yeah. And I really like his stuff, but it is very, very different.
4: Did you guys see Picasso at the yeah, Yeah. 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 I you know uh, interesting. I thought it was interesting, but that's where it stopped for me. And and that's know? just it. Yeah. And like for
3: me, it's the type of play that it wasn't Steve Martin's right. name on it. It yeah. probably would right. not have gotten right. produced, let alone the amount of uh, um, publicity. Yeah, right. and, and just you know the amount of people lined up to yeah. be in it and come see it. But again, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because I think he's a great writer and he gets better and better and better. One of the yeah. funny
4: things I thought I read online was that you know at his first play reading at his house, Tom Hanks did. Uh, Picasso and Chris Randon did, mm-hmm. Einstein. You know, I that was your reading and sitting around. Right. The house. You know, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like works. talking to Jerry Stiller yeah. about,
3: yeah. you know, I was trying to talk to him about uh, House of Blue Leaves uh-huh. just as a play, and he was mentioning the first time that they had read it when John came over to the house. And I'm like, you mean John Guerre? Oh, he just came over to read it. <laughs> how quaint! It's like my house. <laughs> oh, how funny! Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it, when you when you're doing that, I mean, like, and I don't even know if that would be a good cast. You know, would he be a good Picasso? I don't know. But you know, I, I yeah, exactly. But I like the I like the play, and I do enjoy his writing. But it's just so interesting how different it is.
2: guy is good.
1: I'm a rambling guy. Well, I'm rambling, rambling round, I'm a rambling guy. I ramble out as an infantine score in a car, get a hotel. Oh, yes, 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 oh, no. Rampling guy, hey,
2: R-A-M-B-L-I-N. apostrophe oh, Rampling. Okay, everybody.
0: You, you wonder what? Again,
4: I couldn't find a lot of details about like the genesis of this actual album, besides right. the basic details of where it was recorded and right. that kind of. Because I would like to know, you know, what what. Bits were developed over years and years, yeah. and what was fresh, and from and,
2: where, what type of performance he was doing at the time. Right, he's not a straight stand-up. Right, he right. He'd stand-up. been
4: writing full time for years and years yeah. at this point too. Yeah, you know, it's surprising. You yeah, know? I mean, not I mean, for as good and as funny a performer he is, you know, you mm-hmm. sit go, wow, you know, this guy was sitting in a writing room. You know, that was a blast. Right, sure. Right. On all those rooms and all, but
2: yeah, I mean, he talked. There, there's one. There's a story. There's a great. It's a pretty good documentary called Smothered About the Smothers Brothers It's, uh-huh. it's pretty good And uh, there's a clip from an Aspen Comedy Festival Where they're doing a tribute to the Smothers Brothers And uh, he talked about getting a start on the Smothers Brothers show And how uh, Mason Williams was paying him out of pocket For yeah. his first, like, months Like, he had no idea But right. Mason Williams was just cutting right. a check That's amazing Yeah, and so, like So thank you, Mason Williams Because, uh, yeah but It wasn't <laughs> yeah. for the guy who wrote Classical Gas Who wouldn't have the guy <laughs> Who played Foggy Mountain Breakdown so well but, You know <laughs>
1: Hey, next to play Foggy Mountain. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, he's... And again, it's so interesting that we've come back to one of these again after last week. is uh-huh. Because here's another incredibly important, groundbreaking comedian yeah. who almost everybody born in the last 20 years doesn't even know does
2: stand-up comedy. Nope. Yeah. Nope, they see him as remaking a bunch of old films that he shouldn't be doing.
3: And and yeah,
4: that's it. Do you it. think there's a stand-up hall of fame somewhere? Somebody must have that, right? Really? Really? Well, he, I, I think somebody's probably had that idea. You know, the problem right. that you run into is once those guys get to be of age, mm-hmm. at, usually at that point you don't really want to hear from them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear from when they were twenty or thirty yeah. years old. Bob was you great know? when he was young. So <laughs> right. Yeah, nice, nice yeah. shoes. Right. We want Bob Hope now? You know. yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. yeah. Nowadays, I just I don't think he would <laughs> he do well so. at all.
3: Not, not nearly <laughs> as well. I don't think. But you know, it's you know, Carlin's gone. You know, yeah. Pryor's gone. Oh, God.
4: I don't know, Steve Let, Martin.
3: How about this yeah. I, I'll tell you guys this If there isn't The stand up hall of fame I propose that <laughs> somebody out there Build one yes. And as they're building it We should go heckle yeah. <laughs> you, know? you call that a support yeah. strut? <laughs> oh, the yeah. actual construction. I oh, yeah, that's, that's what, you know, what you know. No, that's, that's what, right. what I meant. You know. while they're building it.
2: Yeah. Oh, Let's cool. oh, go deeper. Nice sexual harassment. Exactly. <laughs> nice rebar, faggot. You know, like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I think Steve would come along and join us. Well, it's,
4: so. it's such a It's such a ludicrous idea. It's, it'll, it'll almost be funny to kind of incorporate somewhere the just make it be make it be like ridiculously political to get into mm-hmm. you know like You know, only a certain number of Americans are allowed. We have to get Portuguese, we have to get Chinese (laughs) (laughs) stand-ups. We're going to be universal here. But you couldn't (laughs) call it the Stand-Up
2: Comedy Hall of Fame. You'd have to call it, like, Captain Sammy's Chuckle Pit. (laughs) You know, you really couldn't call it anything good. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody wants to be inducted into Captain (laughs) Sammy's (laughs) Chuckle Pit. (laughs) Come on. That sounds like something that has snakes and scorpions in it. Ah.
4: Um, but the reason I bring up the Hall of Fame is Steve Martin's in there for Of me. course yeah. what has to be. Yeah. And it's, you know. yeah.
0: I mean,
4: and it's, it's amazing that it's, it, there's not much more stand-up than this. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, is it comedy that pretty? What are there are a couple yeah. others. You know, he
3: didn't put out, like, a bunch of comedy albums per mm. se. No, most most of his great comedy stuff is limited to, like, Saturday Night Live yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah, then And then he ended up, you know, a, a
4: movie star. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he did the things that we talked about prior, had a a lot more trouble at doing. And yeah. that was turning into a full-fledged movie star yep, sure. and getting movies made and, and then eventually like being able to kind of experiment and do movies yeah. that were off the beaten track. You know, off, off the path, I should say. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Like uh, like The Spanish Prisoner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, a good movie. Know, you know? Which, which I thought yeah. he did a pretty good yeah. job. And again, I never, ever would have thought in a right. million years to cast him as that role. Never. Right. Because you all obvi- cause for me... Again, being a fan, you look at right. Steve Martin and you go, "He's not fucking tell the truth. Right. <laughs> there's right. something he's lying about." Right. But David Mamet made it work, so yeah. good for good for him. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, there's but there's also like other movies where he shows up, you know, like Grand Canyon, where I think yeah. he does a really nice sort of you know, he plays a great, really well fleshed out character, and yet has some comedic moments. in it, but I think it's essentially a serious character. Yeah, I'm such a huge Steve Martin fan, and I in general love Ron Howard movies. Parenthood,
4: for me, was not like a movie I I really kind of got into that much. I I liked it at best, but huge commercial success. I I loved loved it. it. Huge commercial success, and for some reason... I can't remember, it might have been that it was too good that I hated Tom Hulse's character so much. Right. Right. Was like, I was more irritated with him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Than, what, you know <laughs> what a great I, little thing yeah. to get locked in <laughs> on. <laughs> I spread it to the whole movie. Yeah, you know. he's, he's awful awesome in that. <laughs> he's so good. But Robards right. is the <laughs> dad. Right. is right. so no, good. I mean, and
3: Diane Weist is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Martha Plimpton. I mean, really is a fantastic cast. It's sick. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's pretty really well done. I was too young when I saw it to appreciate it. Oh, yeah. got you got to see it. And again, well, there's certain little lines
3: word. and moments that mm-hmm. just land so well. And and Steve Martin gets his dramatic moments, like that scene where he's trying at the end, where he wants everything to go well at the kid's play and yeah. it's all falling down. It's that roller coaster moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you can see him, and he's living in it. It's a great acting right. moment, as opposed to, which might have been, it could be a Ron Howard line or it could just be Steve Martin, when the kid is wearing just the gun belt and the hat. Right. And he goes, how about I put this on yeah. you, know, and you know, and you know that it was just like, you yeah. know what, he probably thought yeah. of that. Saw yeah. the kid, and it was just like, you know what, I, I was wearing that today, and mm-hmm. they stopped me on the way into work, which <laughs> I don't understand, because I was on my motorcycle, and usually don't have a You know, you could see him coming up with that bit, you yeah. know, it's, and that's another thing. It's like there's certain comedians I think are so good... Once you once you listen to them and become a fan and you can kind of get into their mindset, you can almost come up with your own material, and For it's them. and it's just sure. theirs. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could right. I could probably at this point come up with a Steve Martin bit in my head that right. has absolutely nothing that he's ever said. Sure, right. you know it's like I've it's like or or a Bill does. Murray, a Bill Murray, right. perfect, yeah. or, or even like an Eddie Izzard or. Yeah. Um, or uh, uh, who else? Um, Stephen Wright. You know, yeah. I mean, like the, oh, those yeah. people that have just such great material and just such classic timing. Yeah.
2: And once you get an idea that sort of hits that same algorithm, you hear it in their voice, vo- their voice in your head. You know, yeah. No, you
3: can just say it. You know, I'm well, just gonna. Like, oh, I'll put on my guy. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, yeah. I wish I were him. How hard could it be to yeah. be Eddie Izzard for a day? You just have to say jam but, a lot. But yes, you know,
4: <laughs> yeah. But that's you know, again, that's a testimony to two people like Steve Martin, who you know, found found out how to how to get it out there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, again, he was a writer, so I, so, you know, who knows where he was? I, 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 did you read that little bit about his dad had like been in a play with Raymond Massey? And he yeah. Came to you know, wrote a letter that massey never responded to to Uh get him in so obviously acting you know was this kind of love of his and stuff too that he you know be performing but you know if he ends up a writer and then somehow works it seems like it went from writer to stand-up to movies was his path that he took
2: yeah to art
4: collector yeah art collector banjo
3: yeah and what else um poet He's an yeah. archaeologist. Is he? Really? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, he I'm just a... I'm trying to come up That'd with anything that would sound a cryptozoologist. <laughs> yeah, see that's a good one, but maybe no, it's too much. Too much. Too many uh, syllables? Full analyst or something yeah. Yeah. like knows. that. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's a, he's a linguist and a linguinius.
4: But you know, this is a guy who just thirsts for knowledge, you know, wants to learn more about sure. you know the world and himself and whatever it is. And there's a part of me that really respects this fact that he isn't out there on TMZ. Right. And although he's had these personal kind of craziness in his life at times as well, you know, but... He's kept it mostly under wraps yeah, yeah, and mostly yeah, to himself. He's a pretty yeah. private
2: person, you yeah, know? and but, uh, that's one thing I wish I knew what what psychosis has uh, informed most of his comedy. Because that's <laughs> I, one thing what? I always want to know. To
3: be honest with you, I think it's probably being the sanest one in the room sometimes. to yeah. put him there, you know what the I mean? Own. Like, and, and not, and again my relationship you know history is not at all perfect or <laughs> even approaching that but um, yeah he was with Anne Hache for a while wasn't yeah. he oh god yeah. that's right yeah. and he mentions it in Pre- the book does, does he Ellen, right? yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and in fact and actually she mentions it in her book <laughs> which if you want comedy you got to read <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to sound like like a Horribly mean, uh, but a group out here did like staged readings of her book, of her book? <laughs> almost like it was the v- vagina monologues. They took it really seriously, and of course, they all look crazy. But what, sure, it, was, was it Steve Byrne who literally called her a star fucker? Or oh, I, I, I would love daughter. that yeah. because she is. Yeah, and I don't right, know if I mentioned right, this before, sure, but yeah. she must be the smartest yeah. person having sex yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. She has not made one misstep, <laughs> no, no. just I mean, and that is damn impressive for somebody who doesn't look like they literally right. climbed off right. the cover of Maxim, right? Yeah. You know, so good for her, yeah. but um. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he briefly talks about it, and I kind of love the way he mentions it because, and again, it was one of the things I loved and hated about the book. I wanted more, yeah. but he really just dangled the carrot on the on the stick out there just a little bit on all the things. Yeah. Everything I wanted to hear, about he went, "Well, then this happened." I'm like, "Yeah, but I want to hear more about that." It. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. it's
0: it's it's just a matter that uh, you know I am on stage, and it's my half story. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I
1: come out, and I'm giving, and I'm giving, and I'm giving, and I keep giving, and I give some more. And I make a simple request. I say, hey, could I possibly have a blue spot? But I guess the lighting crew feels they know a little bit more about show business than I do. Although I've been in the business a few years, and I think I know what works best. I'm sorry, but I am angry. I come out here and I can't get a little cooperation from the backstage crew? Excuse me!
0: I'm sorry, I'm
1: pissed!
4: What, again, this is '77. Smother Brothers '69. Yeah, you know, you know, there's eight years in there.
0: Yeah,
4: of I'm sure bouncing around. Sure, you know, and maybe that was the developing of the stand-up act. You know, he's in San Francisco, which is not his home territory, but at that time sure. it, and still is, you know, pretty nice hotbed of comedy sure. and, and mm-hmm. stand-up and stuff. So maybe that's where he ended up performing more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know. He, it's harder to work in your hometown or your home area, you know, easier to go up to San Francisco and say you're from L.A. than be from L.A. and get into probably some of the clubs and stuff. Um, But that's like, you know, I would think once you have I think did it say you won an Emmy when he was like twenty three and
2: uh He could have I can't I believe remember. he
4: won an Emmy when he was twenty three and you know, so my guess is that's about the time he was on the Smothers
2: Brothers Yeah, they, I think they got one maybe post a few post post cancellation Emmys. I can't remember right. if they got any when they were on the But era. you know,
4: that's gotta get you in the door, you know, any yeah. comedy cool. clip. Sure. You you know, know. Yeah. I
2: mean You would hope so. <laughs> I mean, all they had to do was Google, and they would see where he was. Right, exactly, right, exactly. Just going. But he was like the first guy too to be packing stadiums as a, yeah. As a comedian. Yeah, right. That's a big thing, too. you know. Yeah. Not, and it's obviously not just for the writing. It's f- yeah. for seeing this guy on TV. But I, again, I, I wish I had been around for the time to see. You know, I was just on the periphery. I'm born on the periphery of all this shit. So, like, to see... uh, It's his personality that's sucking these people in. It's not just that he's a funny guy. There's no specific bits except for excuse me. Right? There's some people expecting maybe he'll do wild and crazy guys on stage on his own somehow. Yeah, but I mean, but but that... And
3: that goes right back to my Eddie Murphy thing, which is just Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, if you want to see that stuff, stay at home and watch Watch it for free. If you paid to see it, you're a stupid motherfucker. You know what I mean? It's like, there's something about going to see somebody live that you don't want to see the yeah, thing on TV. Of course. And I mean, I get it. And, and we get, and we move so much farther away from that sort of vaudeville mentality, whereas like they're coming through, uh, you know, once a year yeah. and I want to see my three bits that yeah. I love and then yep. they can tack on whatever they want, but they better do those three things, <laughs> uh, uh, sure, you know, probably. and, and that was, you know, and of course it would grow and you're waiting for it, you know, and, and yeah, it's, it's just so hard because I don't know yeah. anybody who's got like those kind of catchphrase things yeah. that you wait for, right? you know, like right. I can't wait for that one really good a Z's unsorry bit, you know, or like I mean like and I like him too, sure, but yeah, you know, again it, 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 comedians aren't like that nowadays.
4: No, what you do you think what if Steve Martin like let's say for some reason and being realistic, he's you know, I'm not gonna do a live show. I'd pay so you know, much money. Well, first of all, I you would, sell days, would,
3: now. Exactly, and it wouldn't cost $4.50. <laughs> no. like, yeah, that's right. another thing that made me feel like crap. It's yeah. like, how much you guys pay to get in here? $4? <laughs> $4.50? Oh, sometimes I do a 475 show. <laughs> right. I'm like, you gotta be uh, shitty. Yeah. And you know, yeah. the people in the front paid four fifty. Yeah, Yeah. Sons of can bitches. Can you imagine? Ah, you but know, if that, if, the ticket stub probably costs $450. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the
4: thing that I wonder about is if he decided he wanted to do a show now, you know, I couldn't see him like, doing a com I mean, it would be an right. evening with Steve Martin. Right. You'd get yeah. all of it. You'd, you'd get everything. Yeah. 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 Which I don't know. That would be sad. He won- he's going to want to satisfy himself because that's sure. all in person he has to satisfy. That's and I it. don't know if the 20 to 30 minutes that you devote to outside stuff would, yeah. you know, it would be, again, at most interesting. You know, mm-hmm. and then you'd probably get another half hour of just the most hilarious stuff you'd ever see, yep. you know, yeah. or heard. Or whatever he would decide to do. You know, he's going to paint in front of you or whatever. Yeah, was. I just
2: wonder if he's be- like wants to be the George Plimpton of entertainment and just try different areas right, of that. Right. For, you know, be the most successful he possibly yeah. can and then move on to being a great Yeah, next
4: player. I'm going to learn the zither or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Theremin>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would pay to watch him play Theremon on yeah. the stage. Okay, I,
3: I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I love Steve Martin. I'm not going to pay to watch anybody play the I, I I'm not going to It's somebody with their hand in the air. Even you know? if it's 450, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> 450 for theremin playing—it yeah. seems like too much. You know? <laughs> you know, honestly, for a high-pitched wine, I teach high school. I can get that for nothing.
4: That is, that is true. you live with that, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um,
3: but no, I just I, again, this album—it's just got so many things and other things that you see other comedians coming along to do. You know, just uh-huh. just the way that you know he, he takes something and will completely. Spin in another direction. Yeah. Again, his wordplay. Yeah. You know, like jokes that I thought were you know brilliant, and then you know, like, I remember uh, the whole the smoking thing. It's like, well, you know, mind if I fart? Right. And I was like, actually, you know, after sex, that's when I really like to light like one up. You know I mean? And he just. Quit for a year <laughs> once. I gained a lot of weight. It, just, it was brilliant. But you know he goes and he does that stuff, and and you just you see him rolling with it. And I remember reading as a kid again, you know, seeing the influence of this pop up everywhere. Being a kid and being like a Bloom County fan on Sunday cartoons, and there is one uh, episode where it's you know like the Hedgehog and Steve Dallas on one side, and Opus is in the middle. And Steve goes, mind if I smoke? And the hedgehog goes, no, mind if I belch pastrami belches in your face? (laughs) And then you see him spewing smoke one way and the other one belching the other way. And, of course, it's both on Opus. and Of course, he's getting the best of it. But, you know, I remember thinking that was really, really clever and Uh funny when Uh I was, you know, 12. And then coming back to see this and going, well, this was actually funnier nine years previous. (laughs) Right, right. Um... But yeah, it's just there's there's just so much that goes along with it. And he, and again it doesn't stop and I and I'd like to know how many shows this yeah, album consists yeah, of, because right. this is one of those early albums where you can actually hear it fade out, fade in. Right, right. You know, before, lot, right? right. Before it gets into that stadium thing, before yeah. you're getting into Live in the Sunset strip, Bill yeah. Cosby himself, that one train of thought where maybe there'll be an edit. Yeah. Sure. This one's got them sort of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I would love to know how many shows it was. For all I know, it was one.
2: Yeah, right. You know, and how long a show he was doing? Right, and he what could have been running. Got cut out. Yeah,
3: he could have been running this for two weeks, or this could have been one night only. I have no
2: idea. I know. Maybe.
3: You know the the nature of economics. That uh, my guess
4: is it's at best two or three. Probably, you know, you know just
2: mm-hmm. they didn't want to waste tape. You know, not, not, making I'm making a literally. comedy album for God's sake right. here. You, you know, know, somebody how,
4: was bitching about the cost. Yeah, and how many edits you know, are they going to do? Just, yeah. Recording every time, so, so, it's interesting, because when you first brought that up, I thought, oh, it's a bunch of shows, and I thought, oh, no, no, nobody spends that kind of money, you know, they had to have a sound engineer, and, you know, a few other things going on, that it wasn't just done, so, but, but there is that weird little kind of in and out going on, where you just kind of, oh, wait, you know, it faded in and out, you know, it's split into three sides, you know, or or three cuts in the front, and seven Seven. on the back, you know, Uh but, uh, you know, it feels like there's more. Right. You know, it just yeah, feels it's, like there's more. It's, it's like
3: listening to one of Woody Allen's old stand-up things. He yeah. was like, I have no idea yeah. how long this took or how much they took from where. Right. And, but, you know, obviously it was a hell of a night.
2: You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier is that uh, I don't know if it was a result of the era or just a result of who he was, but a lot of what he was doing is fake sincerity playing off sincerity but there isn't much that's actually sincere whereas at the same time George Carlin was doing like right. he was a big fat hippie and he was yeah. doing a lot of like you know what I am going to take a second to talk I'm going to make some really good jokes yeah. but I, yeah. I am going to you right. know he doesn't take anything seriously too much but you know he gets sincere a couple times some yeah, real points and
3: make. even though they both talk about things that are going on sure. I always thought Carlin was really more of the stand philosopher than a comedian Immediate, because yeah. he can do 20 minutes and I've just been like you know this is great but I'm not laughing right. I still right. love sure. it don't get me wrong yeah. right. but this is just really just. This is how I see the world. Not loud stuff, right? Right. Whereas this is just so ridiculous. If you're not giggling, you're not paying attention.
0: Still four dollars to get in? (laughs) Four (laughs) dollars? That's not bad, though. You know, four dollars
1: in today's world with inflation and all that—it's like nothing. It's like, gee, I got four dollars. I think I'll throw it out in the street. (laughs) Oh, I can come in here for four dollars. Okay. What happens?
2: (laughs) But I mean, I don't know if this was a thing, though, at the time, if this was a theme or if it was just Steve Martin doing that. The fake sincerity thing. Uh, I and again, I, I, I think it
3: comes from being a brilliant actor and understanding how to set up a good comedic beat. Right. And you don't need brilliant material if you can really set the shit out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can set it up. Yep. I mean, again, one of my favorite bits on this, and it's one of those, and, it, and for this time, really dark. Mm. It gets an amazing reaction. Um, you know, like my, my girlfriend that yes. you know, yeah. I broke up with yeah. is, you know, she's not alive anymore. <laughs> you know, and then of course right. it gets that laugh because you think it's just a bad breakup and it's going to be one of those comedians right. talking about, well, my, bro- my girlfriend and I broke up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't. It's like she's dead. It's like, and then he goes into this serious story and he gets the audience and they think, and as an audience member, you think you know. It's like, well, you know, we, we're at this party, and we had an <laughs> argument. And she started drinking heavily.
1: And,
3: you know, I was mad at her, and she decided, you know, I was like, I, I want to leave. And I was like, you know what, I'm not driving you home. And she asked me to drive her home, and I said no. And so we went outside, and... um I shot her, right. uh, you know, and you yep. think it's going to turn yeah. into one of those. I like, gave her the keys. Right. and I should have, no, you know, yeah, yeah. and you know damn well it's not going there because yeah. it's a comedy show. It's not an AA
2: meeting, right?
3: And and you go with him the whole way, and then he mm-hmm. just pulls the rug out. You know, mm-hmm. I shot, I killed her. That you is know? my
2: favorite joke off the whole album. It, yeah, it is. It really nice. is
4: kind of the the uh, uh, climax too, it, and it's brilliant. Just escalated, uh, especially because he plays a bit as she's not living anymore in more of the island. Something people think that's funny. funny? You know, yeah, no, it's like <laughs> it's, right. that's disgusting. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not exactly funny where, because they know something funny's coming, and yeah. he turns them around and turns it around.
3: Yeah, and puts it all on them. That, just,
4: that, that's as close to a joke, you know, as big a joke as he has on this album, too. You know, again, yeah. so much his attitude, so much, you know, and it's it's interesting that you know, again, we call him an actor, he's acting like a stand-up comedian that's, is what he's doing, yeah, he's doing so well, and I think he just understands structures of of humor. Sure. You know, maybe not even because
3: they're not jokes. He understands the structure of humor, and and you're absolutely right. And not even yeah. just the structure of humor, because he's an entertainer, as yeah. you said, Jason. It's. He's also... He understands the dynamic of the audience. Yeah. He yeah. understands what the audience is expecting sitting yeah. there right. watching a stand-up show. And yeah. he plays with it. Yeah. It's the same thing when he hosts the Academy Awards. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing when he hosts yeah. Saturday Night Live. He will stand there and literally he goes, I know you're watching me yeah. do this, but hold on a second. I know what it's like to be where you are too. Yeah. So yeah. let me just say this thing. You suck! Alright, yes, we've yeah. got that out of the way or whatever right. it is. Yeah. And he can go on. He, he gets... All the performance dynamics, because as you said before, he's not just a stand-up comedian, he's not just an actor, he's an entertainer.
2: Yeah, but it's brilliant self-awareness too, because people can do self-aware and it's not doesn't work. You know what I mean? Self-awareness sometimes just comes across as like trying too hard. You know, like uh ah, I'm on your side, but there's uh, I don't know. There is, like you said, he sells it with acting. He acts the shit out of it. Ah, my god.
3: And and again, you know, part of that is able, you know, being smart, writing great material, having, you know meticulous and perfect delivery, right, right. you know, on, on, you know, yeah, and literally understanding the timing and not even of just the joke then, you know, of writing it a week ago, but mm-hmm. how do I have to play it literally now in this moment yeah. to make it work to the best of its ability? Mm-hmm. And he does it, you know, nine times out of ten. He does it. He listens to the audience and goes with them. It's like Eddie Izzard. It's mm-hmm. like Stephen Wright. It's like it's like Mitch Hedberg. It's like any of the greats. They're actually sure. listening to somebody out there do uh, it. You know. What, like,
4: uh, oh, no. I okay. was just gonna ask you guys uh, in thinking about him as an actor and stuff. What your favorite Steve Martin movies
2: are? The jerk's gonna be on top. I mean, uh, and I love the three amigos. Even though it's not a Steve Martin movie, it is. It is it's a Steve it's, Martin it's movie. It's just, just as
3: much him. a. It's just as much a Martin Short or Chevy Chase movie. Sure. You know, but, <laughs> but I, I, I think it movie. is. Uh, but I, you know, I, I there's not a hell of a lot I don't like. You know, I Father of the Bride Part Two. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of um, the one with Goldie Hawn in it, where she lives in his house. Oh God! Anything with Queen oh, Latifah, Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But these are givens. These yeah. are these are mm-hmm. comedy givens. And yeah. as much as I do like Queen Latifah, and sure. and to be honest with you, if you can be in a comedy movie with Queen Queen Latifah and she comes out ahead of you, yeah, you're doing bad. Yep. So Jimmy yeah. Fallon, mm-hmm. strike one. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, like I love him in the jerk. Just. Uh, any movie he's in, where there's one line where you just want to use it in real life. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't need you. Yeah. I don't need anything. <laughs> Except for this line. And it doesn't, <laughs> it, it could be whatever it is. Yeah. It's just so perfect. Yeah. You know, so there's that. And again, Parenthood, you can throw sure. lines out for that. Yeah. And every time, it's going to be good. Um, I
4: thought, I thought, as far as recent movie, more recent movies go now, uh, Bowfinger is still, I think, great. a really solid, oh, funny movie. I and hate it, myself. He and Murphy are great. He and Murphy and
3: Murphy's great oh and he, the two
4: yeah. of them were fantastic yeah. and to be yeah. honest
3: with you and this is one of the things I wanted to hit on before we wrapped up uh, I am born and raised in New York City I knew absolutely nothing about Los Angeles until I came uh-huh. out here in fact watching the original uh opening credits for Futurama uh-huh. one of the things they threw in there was a billboard of Angeline uh-huh. in the right. in the three or three thousand and I uh-huh. sat there with my brother and we were like Who's that? You know, we're like, we didn't get any of it. Didn't get any of it. Unless it's the guy with the turban and the, you know, the guitar (laughs) skating down the pier. Don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Mm -hmm. But Steve Martin talks about L.A. culture better than anybody on the planet. Uh L.A. Story was one of the funniest movies I saw when I was a kid. And it was one of the ones that got funnier and funnier the more I found out about it. You know, uh, again, I can still use lines from that you know, today, and it's brilliant. (laughs) I'm walking L.A. (laughs) You know, like, brilliant. You know, like, and other things, like, and again, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. It's one of my favorite things. Anytime I see somebody asleep, I'm like, let me make you a cup of my famous java. You know, and I'll take 20 minutes to do (laughs) this. You know, I mean, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, That's yeah.
4: Good. I want to see L.A. Story again. It's, it yeah, is, too. It's I have lot. to
3: tell you, it gets better every time you it's, see it. Yeah. Every time I see it, it, it adds something and I go, wow, I never picked up on that. Like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the valet is laughing at the guy for living in the valley who makes two million dollars a year. The valet is laughing
2: at him. You
3: know, it's like, where do you live? Oh, I'm in the valley. <laughs> the two guys in the riding bath. I mean, like little things like that, you know, like even, uh, um, um, Patrick Stewart's cameo as the, uh as the maitre d' of Lidio, the, the hot, you know, the you know, the hot, you know, it's like, do you have any uh, um, low-fat dental floss? You know, like, things like that. It's, he, you know, and he wrote the whole thing, and again, yeah. when he writes it and puts his all into it, even if I don't love the movie, there's still something in it. Like, I like Shop Girl, and I thought the movie was okay,
2: mm.
3: but... I'll go see it every time and I still think it's better than... It's like it's like a bad Coen Brothers movie. It's gonna be better than nine-tenths of the crap right. out there right anyway. <laughs> now. Yeah, doesn't matter how right, bad it right, is. It might not match up to their other stuff. You got oh, it. Uh, but it's still better than everything else. else. Yeah. You got it. You know what I mean? I'd still rather see Lady Killers than Snakes on a Plane or whatever yeah. the hell else. You know, like and that's not one of my favorites. Uh...
4: Like what's the one did he do it with Michael Caine where they the it uh, was there also a re- Rotten scandal? Dirty Rotten yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, I mean again I not a great a little bit of that and kind of bailed or something not a great
3: movie apparently the musical did much much better which is yeah? Yeah. but yeah. it does have one of my favorite lines in the whole world which is may I go to the bathroom please <laughs> yes you may Thank you. You know what I mean. Yeah. And the face he makes, yeah. and it's and it's and it's him getting to be, and he's trying to do a more you know you know uh, more of an acting job. He's got Michael Caine yeah. with him, and he's, yeah. you, you can see what he's doing it, but he still is able to do what he does really well. And I think he's, and even though I think he's a brilliant actor, yeah. no actor can do everything sure. well. Sure. Yeah. No actor can do everything well, except for Meryl Streep. <laughs> Honestly, I I think she could have played one of the maids in The Help and done a better job. But can she play the banjo? She probably could. I would watch. She sings that. pretty would well. You pay to she see does. That? She can yeah. sing. Yeah. Would
2: you see? To, would you pay to see her pay, play the I manager? would.
3: I would probably. I would watch Meryl Streep do almost anything. What if
2: he's playing the theremin on the stage while she's playing the banjo? <laughs> Again, this,
3: this uh, pain so. for the theremin thing. <laughs> <then> you're <laughs> pimping it, it real hard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you work for a
3: theremin company? Or, <laughs> uh, no. Do, I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you rep <laughs> a theremin no, player? No,
2: no. I can't. I can't talk about. All right. It. I can't Be Courteous,
1: kind, and forgiving. Be gentle and peaceful each day. Be warm and human and grateful And have a good thing to say Be thoughtful and trustful and childlike Be witty and happy and wise Be honest and love all your neighbors Be obsequious, purple and clairvoyant (laughs) Be pompous, obese and eat cactus (laughs) Be dull and boring and omnipresent Criticize things you don't know about, be oblong and have your knees removed, be tasteless, rude and offensive, live in a swamp and be three-dimensional, put a live chicken in your underwear, get all excited and go to a yawning festival. Okay, everybody.
3: This, this this album again going back over it it has so many great bits that you can literally say oh this is just like a so and so so yeah. and blah 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 yeah. and, it's, and it's comedians for the next 20 years sure. Sure. well that's uh,
4: you know and we brought this up with the other discussions that when you get lines like excuse me and mm-hmm. let's get small that again everybody knows sure. you know you've set a, a, a standard you've put yourself up there you know Above so many other people, and mm-hmm. you know, made yourself a part of the you know, lexicon of society and you know, of pop culture, I should yeah, say, maybe sure. not society.
3: Yeah, and again, I have to bring this one out because it's one of my favorite Simpsons lines, but it's the one where Krusty's on the phone mm-hmm. and he's arguing with someone, and his, his assistant's next to him, and he's on the phone, and he's like, Look! My seven words you can't say on TV bit is totally different from your seven words you can't say on TV bit. You're going to sue me, huh? Well, excuse me, hangs up, turns to his assistant, give him 50 grand. Steve Martin online, too, 50 grand. You know, I mean, and it's like, and again, you can, brilliant writing can reference other brilliant writing and still be brilliant. You know, you can steal from the greats and still be
2: brilliant, Uh, If if, uh, we're going to close out on anything, it should just be to remind people who are listening to this who have never heard this album that you absolutely have to if you want to understand comedy. If you want to appreciate comedy, if you want to uh, appreciate absurdity because it really wasn't happening at the time and people were trying to be just stand-ups, they were trying to be cynical, this is the antithesis of cynical. It's making fun of cynical. It's also making fun of stand-up, but it's also celebrating entertaining. Yeah,
4: and again, there weren't like absurdist albums either. That's the one thing you want to remember too, that this was so different from what everybody was listening to or seeing at the time. Yeah,
3: again, the closest thing I could possibly come up with for this at the time is the Firesign Theater, but it did not have nearly the reach to people. You know, again, this is... And you could see how Steve Martin the Firesign Theater, again, because they were so close to one another, and they had almost all the same influences and coming from the same place at the same time, you can understand where they come from together, but the Firesign Theater... Is a completely different animal than yeah. this. You know, this was meant for the masses yep. and to go to these big places where fireside. Then mean, you got to come find. You
4: know, I it think. makes me wonder too. Again, uh, some of the things he's doing. I know we're trying to get it right up. I, I do remember one of his specials, or he—I I can't remember—was a special or a TV show. And the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band mm. was the musical guest, uh-huh. and they did make a little magic. And there's a little thing at the end where whoever normally sings that song, but he came out and mouthed it, you know, uh-huh. during, during... And you know, again, he was friends. I think they were members, of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band were also a member of the the King Tut band, whatever. That's that right. Was oh yeah, that's right. Stuff, they played backup for yeah, that. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, again, wondering what was he doing between sixty nine and seventy seven? You know, yeah. and I'm guessing opening for. Uh, I read somewhere online. Some uh, nitty gritty Durban comes out, but there were a couple, a couple other big name. Oh yeah. Before concerts, yeah. instead yeah. of having a pre uh-huh. a, a, a band opening band, they would have a comedian. He used stuff. to go
3: hang oh. out and play before Linda Ronstadt right. and all, the, all right. these really? other people. Right. Sure, right. yeah. I mean, you know. and if
4: you're not fantastic. You know, that could be one of the worst gigs oh, in the world. Because sure. if it, people are coming to hear music, yeah. all of a sudden here comes a comedian, it's just like, Shut up! you got to be fucking fine. You know, you get oh, mm-hmm. so heckled, and you've got to be fantastic. You can see where he, you know, he he had to be able to grab an audience, and yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, everybody bombs, but you, you see how sure. he developed this sense of, you have to watch me, kind right. of attitude. Right. And
3: and to be honest with you, and this is one of the things that just sort of popped in my head as you were saying that. It's like and and goes along with you're saying if you love comedy and you want to, and especially if you're a fan now, yeah. if you're a Zach Galifianakis fan, yeah. you have got oh. to listen to this album yeah. Yeah. because it is the same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. Zach's a little bit more polished and cool now, but if you yeah. go back to when he was first busting out that piano on stage, oh, yeah. same thing. Yep. You know, and I mean, you can go back. Robert Wool was doing the same types of bits. I mean, people have been stealing for this and coming back to it (laughs) over and over and over and over again. And it's, again, it's just, it's brilliant. Steve Martin, brilliant guy, been living in L.A. for over 10 years, still never met him or worked with him. Steve, if you're out there... Call? Call me, Call please. Sure. Call and I will. You'll just paint too. It's not just to work. Right? No, I'm. I, you know no, I'll shoot course. the shit. We can talk about you know I'm your art. Biggest fan exactly. <laughs> I I mean I teach at the high school for the arts, and I made one of my visual students put me in a monk painting. Um, I also believe I'm Venus on the half shell at one point. It's frightening. It's an actually beautiful I, painting. I it's, to see this. it's absolutely frightening. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm in the scream. It's great. Oscar the Grouch is on. Yeah, Oscar the Grouch is on the bridge in the back. Um, it's fa- it's. Wonderful, oh. but yeah, no, and 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 to see what he's turned become, you know, he really, and I and I envy him so much because he could have just become this thing and been doing this his yeah. entire career, but he really let his passions and what he loves and wants to do drive him, you know, and that's the music, that's the art. Another true the, the Renaissance man of our age, and it's you know? and it, and yeah. I, and I don't think we're gonna get. Many of these, right. you no. know, because even the young people now, you know, young stars now are trying to make music or write. Mm-hmm. They're largely awful outings, of course. Yeah, and, and and I do think again,
4: it's such a difficult. Thing to do besides, if you want to do it, to try to convince others in your camp that hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna paint now, right? You know, your manager Andrew, wait, wait, we can't, they can't make any money off of that, right. so they don't want you to do that. You know, right. you're not gonna get any encouragement yeah. either. So or you or, have to be big enough as he is,
3: yeah. Or it's not the other side where there's just yes men and everything is right. right. gonna be brilliant. And I was like, yes, right. definitely yeah. do yeah. that. Yeah, That's yeah. True
4: too. Yeah. Right. So yes, yes, my Cyrus, he should be directing.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh yes, please, <laughs> you should. Yeah. Oh, he's so Spielberg. He's crap. You should be doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. We're, so. we're in an age when people can very easily pretend for a few minutes that they're very talented. Yeah, get somewhere with it, and then they're not going to go anywhere else with it. Whereas Steve Martin could do ten thousand different things, but he still picks one of them to do it at a time. Yeah, you know,
3: you know. Uh, and, and two things that were never up for discussion was he could write and he sure. could perform his writing. Right. You yep. know, and that, and if you got those two things, it's a hell of a springboard. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
4: But listen to, let's get small and get small yes
3: oh does. and another thing I love about it is he did de- and I love anybody at that time who's dissing drug culture yes I love yes. that yeah. I love that he's not buying into it and he's like he does a little bit of drug bits but his is yeah. getting small you know yeah. like if yeah. you can get into the balloon yeah. you're coming with me you know what yeah. I mean and then when he talks about like dope and everything else I think those people should be taken out and maimed
2: you know what I mean like yeah. it's just
3: a, that's, yeah. a, that's, an, that's an awkward stance to have in 1977 yes but you know man good for, good for yeah. him
2: agreed but anyway. Well, everybody, thank you so much. We would uh, we, we'll talk more about some other album next, and uh, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs>
3: My pleasure. I I am a huge Steve Martin fan, so this was this was a lot of fun. I'll
2: pick up another one. We'll, we'll go over it, even even though this is the this is the one this yeah. is the one that everybody
3: Let's find down. more yeah. what would what would be the worst or most obscure thing to
2: talk about that he's done I'll find a soundtrack to one of his really bad films
3: that <laughs> oh was really that would, because I was trying to come up with like, what would the worst movie be and I mentioned one with Goldie Hawn and the Queen Latifah one so I think yeah.
2: I kind of let the cat out of the bag well we'll, we'll, we'll do some hunting um, yeah. but thank you Mike also
4: my pleasure always fun
2: and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening to Comedy on Vinyl and uh, we'll catch you next week and things like that alright
4: Bye-bye.
3: Bye!
2: Bye. Uh, Where is it? There we go.
3: We had a chicken yesterday, but
4: didn't
2: Yes, we did. And talk about the... Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in Burbank, California. Go to ComedyOnVinyl.com to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Our producer is Mike Warden, and our editor is Jason Klom. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. To see what else we're up to, go to StolenDress.com and look at our podcasts, our books, our blogs, our videos, and anything else that might strike your fancy. And if StolenDress.com is too long for you, you can always go to... G O O dot G L four slash capital Y capital S Q Z as in zinc capital F. To open the show,
0: I always like to do one thing that is impossible. So right now, I'm going to suck this piano into my lungs.
1: Okay, let's get started. Um, <laughs> We're having some fun, though, aren't we, kids? <laughs> How many people are here tonight? Raise them up. <laughs>